Ian here from the RGB Gaming Podcast, the home of real gaming banter. And in this episode, I am joined by the amazing Gabs24! Hello, 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 and welcome to the RGB Gaming Podcast, the home of real gaming banter. And before we start this exciting episode, I want to thank everyone that listens to the podcast, because without you, there is no podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel and check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So let's start by introducing another special guest to the podcast. This is an amazing YouTuber with almost 60,000 YouTube subscribers that tune in to watch retro game hunting, retro video game store visiting, and the unlocking of some of the greatest limited run games. I am, of course, talking about the landlady of the Lady Loft, the great Gemma, aka the Gebs24. Gemma, how are you? And welcome to the RGB Gaming Podcast. What an introduction, Ian. Wow. <laughs> Can you tell? I don't practice that. That's just all off the top of my head, Gemma. There's there's no script. Did you improvise that, really? You actually improvised that whole thing? No, it took me about three days to write that. All oh, right, okay. Fair enough. It was amazing. Amazing writing. I commend you, mate. You like that? That's good. I like, I like to get, I like to get, you know, get the fires burning, get the red belong get the techno music let's just get let's get, get right under this let's get that disco ball spinning baby that's it we have to we have to get us we have to get a spin on. but Gemma <laughs> listen it is an absolute pleasure to have you on and I've been so excited about this episode for for a long time and it's finally great to have an opportunity to speak virtually with you uh, on on the RGB gaming podcast so Gemma for those that aren't familiar with who you are and have been living under a rock can you tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel? And my favourite bit, personally, is your Twitch channel. Can you tell listeners a little bit about what they are and what they're all about? So, um, I mean, you've, you've kind of, this is a gaming podcast, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about the majestic culture of video games. And uh, yeah, you've mentioned again, retro game hunting. Now I love to get out retail therapy is a girl's best friend. In fact, it could be a man's best friend as well. We're not going to gender divide yeah, here. 100%. You know? But I don't want clothes. I don't want crappy Pandora. I want video games. I want hardcore video game goodness. And, yeah. uh, you know, I try, to, I try to kind of capture that wherever I go, whether it's, you know, a little trip out and you, you swoop past the cash converters and you see some kind of Super Nintendo glory in the window. And mm-hmm. I dive in phones out you know and we'll make some kind of story around it we'll, we'll kind of bolster it out into something that's entertaining for the viewers um and try and kind of pad it out into an episode but of late for me ian i've been doing a lot of stuff on the amiga as well so that's really kind of taken off on the channel lots mm-hmm. of really cool hidden gems and you know diving into the a500 mini it's been it's been a, it's, it's been a bit it's been a bit of whirlwinds on youtube so 
Yeah. I'm really happy with that. But I'm just intrigued as to why you said that, that Twitch was your, your favourite bit. Because for me, that's the smallest bit. I don't know. What's your... I'll, I'll tell you why. It's just, I just love the interaction. I love being able yeah. to interact with the, with the host, watch you playing the games, getting involved. Because like some of, some of the games I don't have. And then yeah. it's, it's one of them things, well, if I watch you play it and we can have a bit of banter and the chat's good and the, the, the people in the chat are good, then... You know, I can just get as much of en- much of enjoyment as watching it as I can out of out of playing it, and it's a good way to to sort of get a a taster for the games and decide. You know what? Should I buy this or should I not? Because you are all pretty, all you streamers are all pretty, uh, all pretty open and honest when it comes to the games. But it's just something. It's not. It's not something that I have sort of you know been watching for a long time. This is only recent, maybe in the last mm-hmm. year. So you know, it's uh, it's it's something that I'm really I'm really sort of keen keen on the Twitch side of things now. I know it's a it's a it's a it's a flourishing industry and it's a flourishing medium. But um, for me, it's a, it's it's just uh, I love the interactivity, and I know that you comment on your videos and stuff, and I do love the videos on YouTube. It's just I don't know, it's just that real sort of you know real time interaction. You know, watching the game being played and just having yeah, a having yeah. a bit of crack, as we say here. You know, so I it's like uh, it. it's, it's good fun. I mean, it's so weird you've kind of mentioned in the interaction there with the stream because I've just come off um, another kind of, it was an interview, but in a podcast style, but it, it's yeah. for print. And one of the questions were, why do you think live streaming is so popular? Mm. And it, you've just kind of like captured it perfectly. It's the interaction. It's the, do I buy this game? You can kind of sample it and, and or maybe you don't have access to it. Yeah. You know, some people, for example, don't, want an xbox but they might want to have a look at what halo looks like for example yeah Yeah. so i don't think it is a it is a really good kind of outlet to capture an audience and yeah you're spot on so i'm really glad you actually brought that up because yeah that's that's kind of my take on it as well there you go, Gem. I do try, and and the all time I can hit the hit the nail on the head. So I'm, well, you I'm gl- hit it hard there. Mate. I'm glad you enjoyed that one. So <laughs> anyway, Gemma, before we uh, before we delve more into Twitch, because I'm gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that in a, in a little minute. I'm gonna play a jingle now, Gemma, and then when we come back, we're gonna be talking or discussing retro gaming in a contemporary world. How does that sound? Majestic, mate. I'm all set. Awesome. Here comes the jingle. This will blow your mind. That's not the jingle. This is the jingle. That's the, this is the this is the jingle, Gemma. I, I, I've done this so many times. I forgot the colours of the buttons which plays the jingle. So Perfect. this is this is the beauty of of the RGB gaming podcast. Because if I make a hash, people just laugh at me anyway. When I'm being serious, they laugh at me. So it makes no difference. Here comes the jingle, Gemma. This is the hundred percent the jingle this time. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the RGB Gaming Podcast. I am joined by the glamorous Gebs24, and we are here to talk about retro gaming in a contemporary world. So, um, listen, I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm so excited about this episode. I've been dying to speak with uh, with Gemma for such a long time, and uh, I am glad that you're here. So I'm going to dive straight on Gemma with the first question, okay? Okay. So you clearly have a love for retro video games be it playing them or collecting them but what is it about retro gaming that keeps you hooked 
The caveat, the carrot. Um, for me, it is a way to kind of stop time and go back to your childhood, maybe more innocent times, not necessarily happier times, but more innocent times. And I think especially now with the state of the world and, you know, having all of us just yeah. kind of gone through lockdowns and COVID and, and, and great losses in, in many ways. Video games is a way to escape it. It's a way to hold on to happy memories. Um, and I think happy memories are good things to have. Yeah. I think, you know, if you can spawn a happy memory in your in your mind and it helps you get through the day, then go for it. Uh, so for me... I think video games, retro gaming, as it just nurtures the nostalgia. It just warms me to my core and uh, it just feels natural. You know, if you've ever had anybody listening, ever had a hobby or passion that just feels so natural and organic, yeah. retro gaming is it for me. Yeah, you make it sound like wearing a, a nice comfy jumper and drinking a hot chocolate on a cold night. That's that's how you've just described retro video gaming. Sounds good. I can, I can yeah, buy I can yeah. buy into that, Gemma. I really can. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so elated. So so what what is it then? You know that that's that's what keeps you hooked. So how did this all start? How did this how did this journey begin? This retro video game collecting. How, how, where did it start from? You know, what was the? I know you've probably been asked this question a million times, but just, just you know, for me, what? How did it start? So I think you know, there's there's the classic cliche childhood memories we all have. Yeah. But that I kind of that's not where it started. Is as such it is, but it isn't. But it was it was like it was weird. It actually started through iPhones, weirdly, and. Yeah. Um, before I did YouTube, before it was even popular, it kind of just, YouTube had just come onto the scene and iPhones came out. Yeah. And I really got into kind of modding them, looking at, you know, the software, the ins and outs, da 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 And I became part of a forum online and I was, you know, kind of worked my way up the ranks there yeah. and it was great and I loved it every day. I'd come in from work and check these forums. And then one day I get home and I log on and I'm like, shit where's the website gone and the the guy had took it down and there's this big message saying sorry i've closed the forums oh. for whatever reason da, da, da. so i'm thinking okay it left a void what do i do now mm-hmm. and then i looked on youtube and that kind of expanded my iphone capabilities and then that was the door in youtube then that was the kind of the foot in the door so to speak and from there Obviously, I was big, big into my kind of Apple Macs, mm-hmm. Apple iPhones, Apple everything. And then I started to look at people's living rooms, living room setups and, you know, where they put their Macs and how they have their consoles. And then it just kind of bled into gaming from there, weirdly. You know, the algorithm yeah. works in mysterious ways and it's click, click, click. And then up comes this recommended video of retro gaming. And, and I was like, oh, well, wow. I need to get back into this. And, and that was it. And the shoddy work from 2009 on the YouTube channel with videos that are shot the wrong way around and you have to tilt your head to watch them. I mean, that was me <laughs> back in when I started my little YouTube adventure back then. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, the iPhone really was, I think, the segue into collecting again and, and, and being able to demonstrate the passion online. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So you've been like, this is uh, you know, there's there's kind of only recently chat about, 
know, starting YouTube from your phone in the last couple of years because it's it's a thing that you do on your computer. But you, you've been you've predated that, and you've been that's how you started off. Well, that sounds like how you started off your your, your journey on YouTube, and the 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 dodgy filming is uh, is part of the humble journey um Gemma this isn't uh, my first rodeo either I had a couple of channels and it was the same sort of thing dodgy audio dodgy videos but you know what we had fun making them and that's all that that that, that mattered so that's that's, yeah. that's dead interest and that's that's that's, uh, that's unbelievable to know so then you know iPhone got you hooked then what about actually coming what about actually going out and buying these these physical games and how, how did you kind of start that was that through car boots was that just eBay did you did someone gift you a couple of retro games and that's kind of that's what kind of started filling your shelves up because you have a very impressive collection yeah I mean you mentioned two key words there Ian and and that that is car boots and back in 2009-2010 those were the days where you could go to a car boot and pick up I remember picking up a boxed Sega Mega Drive 2 with a couple of games for 12 quid I mean it's the stuff you dream of now and we were on the way home so I was at car boot so you know, we were kind of going out 30 quid and you could get lots of games and consoles for 30 quid. You'd come mm. back. And I remember this one day we, we kind of diverted off to this totally random car boot in a car park. And there was this mother and son and he was selling off his old consoles, bless him. And there was a boxed, it was the, oh God, well, let me think, let me think, Wind Waker GameCube variant with a Wavebird controller. Oh. All of that boxed immaculate, 12 quid. Again, 12, oh. 12 was the magic number. 12. So I'm like, yes, like screaming in my head, doing cartwheels and backflips and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and this, this kid's got his pocket money. So, you know, we're happy. I'm happy. He's happy. Buzzing. And it, it did just grow from there. It just kind of car booting. And then obviously... You know, I started to learn of different retro game shops through the small YouTube community at the time, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, it just kind of just it just kind of escalated. Really. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you said at the top of the show, retail therapy. You, you get yeah. enjoyment and pleasure out of buying the games, and you know, it's, it doesn't seem to be a case of you just buy the games. You have a, a deep rooted passion for them. You know the history, the lore. If you don't, you go in and research it, and you tell your audience all about. You know all about it, and that's that's uh, that's that's amazing, and that's what the that's what's so great about the about the channel. It's not just you know here's a game I picked up, here is what the game's about. This is what I think of it. This is the history of it. You know, so that that's that's what I love about your channel, Gemma, and that's and you can see that passion really coming through whenever whenever you're on on screen. So you know, cool. you'd mentioned the the retro gaming shops, and just there's a question I haven't written down, but has CEX kind of you know cx a bit of a middle ground is it can you go in there sometimes and get a bargain or is it just a ripoff all the time i think you can go in there and get a bargain and i don't think any whether it's high street or local retro game shop i don't think any place should be a write-off you know, yes, CX, it has a really bad reputation. There was the yeah. scandal of the photocopied, um, you know, artwork on the game covers a few years ago yep. and them not declaring it. And then they were outed and then they started to put cover reprinted on. And, yep. 
you know, you, you hear it all the time. Oh, CX is too expensive. And, you know, it, it is. It can be. But you can also find some bargains. And mm-hmm. I've said it before. I think all of us as consumers, you have a choice. You yeah. either buy it or you walk away. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to pay, you know, we, we mentioned Wavebird. I was in CX in Chesterfield last weekend. There was a Wavebird for £70. I think the Wavebird's a great controller, but I didn't want to pay £70 for it. So yeah. I walked away. I didn't moan online. I didn't go and, you know, slag off the CEO or la, la, la. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, cool. And I haven't thought about it until this um, podcast. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm very kind of relaxed and open-minded when it comes to like hunting for video games. And yeah. again, you know, open-minded about how much do you want to nurture your nostalgia? Do you want to spend a fortune to nurture your nostalgia? Or are you happy with, I don't know, emulation and, and yeah. not spending a damn penny and just, you know, yeah. I don't condemn that by the way, but just say. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I don't know. See, see, I see. This is where I'm on the lower side of the fence, Gemma. I had this conversation with uh, with Rob, the the Essex retro gamer, and you, you know, you know Rob, and yes. Rob has a plethora of vintage games and and you know Sunset Riders and you, you oh, name wow. it. He he has it. And I said to Rob, I says, Rob, I've got these on my phone. I have yeah. dinosaurs yeah. and Cadillacs. I've got turtles. I've got it on my phone, mate. I'm not paying 200 quid or whatever it is for the game. It's nonsense. But it's about the collecting. It's about the boxes. It's about... <laughs> I put Rob, it's like, you know, turtles is like, takes half an hour to play and finish. You know, then it's going to mm-hmm. sit in my... Sh- Listen, I understand, Gemma. I do get it from both sides. I understand. You know, I, I love horror games is my thing. I have Resident Evil games, Silent Hill games, that I would never part with them for loving their money. But sometimes it's like, you know, not, I wouldn't go out of my way to buy the Silent Hill collection for astronomical amounts yes. of money. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, one day it'll come down in price. One day I'll find it in the car, but someone will not realise what they're, what they're giving away, essentially, and I'll... I'll pick it up then and not feel guilty about it because I've been mm. on the hunt for it for such a long time. Yeah, yeah, I'm but, with you. But uh, that's uh, that. That I can see both sides of the. I can see both sides of the of the the fence there, or I can sit on both sides of the fence because, <laughs> well, nine times out of ten, I just say that they wind Rob up anyway. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I must admit I do understand exactly what Rob means, but. <sighs> Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because you're distinguishing between a collector and a player. Are you one or the other or are you both? And Mm. how do you want to play? Is it emulation? Is it maybe on a streaming soft, you know, like some streaming services, for example, you can stream retro games. But I like physical media, but I'm not averse to emulation as well. So I think it just depends, you know. No, I I get that because... um, like, I have a PlayStation 5, Gemma, but it's the digital version. And it's not because that's what I wanted. It's, it's because, you know, the PlayStation 5 was like hen's teeth. You couldn't get them. And this was yes. the only one that I could get. And, you know, I do I do miss having, you know, the games, the physical games. Yeah. I, do, yeah. I do miss it, you know. And I understand this kind of a, a contradiction of the argument I made a couple of months ago about Rob and the Sunset Riders. But it's like, mm-hmm. like that's how he feels about that. It's the same way I feel about not having the physical copy of the, the remastered or the re-release of a re-release yeah. copy of The Last of Us. Do you know what I mean? So I would have three of them, that, well, four of them if you include part two, but it's like, it's yes, not the same, just course. seeing it as a screensaver on your on your yeah. TV. You want to have it and you want to have the, yeah. you want to have the code and all so you can, you know, 
get Ellie a new jacket or whatever it is. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> even if you never scratch it and use it, you know it's there, and you can sleep easy at nights. So you know, we've got I your physical copy. <laughs> That's right. That is spot on. <laughs> so, Gemma, you have shown the world on YouTube a plethora of limited run video games. Brand new Sega Mega Drive games or Genesis, wherever you're listening to this from, and some and I've, sorry, and a very very impressive chainsaw peripheral that I once owned once upon a time. Believe it or not, in your opinion, why is the release of these retro games on modern consoles important, or is it a case that we don't really need them? I think everything such as emulations, such as releasing retro games onto modern consoles, I think it all has a place. Everything's done for a reason. These guys do their market research and they determine that there is a market to put Wonder Boy on the PS4, for example, which, of course, is a thing. Um, I'm not necessarily the target audience. Um, I dabble with retro on modern consoles. Mm -hmm. I'm not... (sighs) I'm not like, I'm not huge, I'm not huge, I'm not a huge player of yeah. retro modern. I'm a collector of. Yeah. So, for example, you mentioned Limited Run, and of course, we, I'm actually waiting, it's, it's due to be delivered this week. There were two releases of, there were Zombies, Ate My Neighbours. Yeah. So a classic SNES game. There's a beautiful variation of that that came out on Limited Run almost two years ago now. And then there was the uh, Ghoul Patrol, which was the, terrible sequel so I got them both and I'm waiting for Ghoul Patrol and it is a I I think it's the PS4 version or whatever it's 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 on a new console and I'm like I'm not gonna play that (laughs) I'm just a stupid (laughs) collector that will unbox it on YouTube and then have it sit on my shelf with pride because I'm an idiot but then I thought well you know why do I do it why do we all do it why do we do that and I said it again in, in an interview earlier. I said, you know, if, if your hobby makes you happy, as long as you're not hurting anyone and you've paid your bills, you can spend your money on whatever you want. Yeah. So if you want to sp- spend a million pound on, a mi- you know, Doom, how many how many consoles are, are Doom on? I've spent so much money on Doom in this year alone. Why? Yeah. Why? Because I want to and I enjoy it and it's, it's important to me. It really is important to me. And not only that, you think of like people with kids, you know, you know, people our age in the, in the thirties can kind of sit down with their kids and say, Oh, look here, Baby John, you know, this is what I used to play as a kid and you know, they can get involved as well. So I think there's that side to it. Good old Bobby John. Everyone loves Bobby a wee, John, Everyone mate. loves a Bobby on, John. And, you know, you're you're very flattering too, Gemma, because I wish I was in my thirties. I turned forty this year. Mate, which is I'm nearly awful. forty. So shh, I know you it know, sucks, doesn't it? I'm forty uh, next year. You know what? It it does kind of suck a little bit, but the the beauty of it is we lived in such a great time growing up in the nineties. Yes. Oh, yes, we did. We saw the leap from 16-bit to 32. we did. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, we had, had, you know, queuing up a game at midnight for games. Yes. You know, we had the the first pre-order that you were sitting anxiously by the letterbox waiting for it to come in the post the weeks we right. were that we were the pioneers of that Gemma and That's this right. uh, and this uh, this generation hasn't got a clue 
to be honest with you. Haven't got no. a clue when it comes to the beauty of uh, of uh, of gaming. We were there through, forget about World War One, World War Two, <laughs> Afghanistan. We were there through the console wars, Gemma. We were there for Nintendo versus Sega. That was the biggest war of them all. The 16-bit war. Oh, my goodness. It divided schools. It caused fights. You know, crikey. There was a few punches thrown on our council estate over that argument. Yeah, I'm the the same too. You were either a hedgehog or a plumber. This is it. It, Legit, honestly. See, Bloods and Crips and all that. Forget about that. Sonic or Mario. Even down to the Game Boy and the Game Gear. Oh, don't go near anyone that's got Game Gear when we were kids. Oh, we've got Game Boy. (laughs) You know, but you know it's it's crazy when you look back but yeah it's it's great it's great times great stuff great nostalgia and i wouldn't change it for the world no, i really wouldn't no and you see you see above all of that and it's not even about video games this next statement i used to love going to the video shop on a friday night yes did you see oh my god did you see the episode where my town yes oh yes oh my god i oh want to love there oh my god honestly you need to go and just smell it just just walk in you can smell you you can smell i I can't explain it you can smell the video store if that makes sense the residual energy there's this smell there's this scent and it's like shit that's so familiar that's mad it was brilliant i can't wait to go back yeah it's only down the road but i'm I'm going back (laughs) (laughs) you'll be pitching up a tent and and you'll be moving in but uh, yeah. yeah, that was uh, that was the beauty of our generation, uh, Gemma. You know, and uh, you know, it was like it was you know, it was such a great time, great time to be alive. But and I could digress. This is this is a habit I've got, uh, Gemma. I always <laughs> I always digress. So you mentioned that you spent a lot of money on Doom. So you know, I have to say I really enjoyed your, uh, a video a couple of weeks ago that was unboxing Doom, and it was all limited. Yes, oh, it looked so amazing. Have you ordered the new one for the Switch? There's another one coming out, isn't there? Limited run. I haven't ordered the limited run ed- edition of Doom, and I'll tell you exactly why. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I, I'm a little bit annoyed with limited run because you you have to wait two years. Like, like and and again, I'm approaching two years to wait for my co- my two copies of Gold Patrol and Zombies yeah. at My Neighbors, and I'm thinking, I mean, they're great products. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. And you know when you're ordering from Limited Run, they say you're going to have to wait a million years. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but time stands for no one. And I don't, I just don't want to, nah. I, yeah. I think I'm kind of done. I think I mentioned this online a few weeks ago. Limited Run need to have a UK dispatch. They need a yeah. UK, I don't know, a factory, a warehouse, um, just something here to cater for the European market mm-hmm. because they're going to lose, in, well, they could triple their revenue. I'm telling you now, they could triple their revenue. Yeah. I would have ordered so much more. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Shredder's Revenge? Was it Shredder's Revenge? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I wanted that so bad from Limited Run, but I was like, nah, I'm not waiting seventy five years for that. Yeah, you know uh, yeah. what I mean. And, so and that looks so awesome. It came like with a pizza box and a Pizza Hut oh. token, and uh, you know that would be cool if you could have it now. But you yeah. know, 
you can go out and buy the Cuyabunga edition now, and it's all on that, yeah. and it's kind of you know, it's it's almost like old hat by the time you get it. Yes, it's nice That's having it. the having the bits and pieces and the and the 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 exclusive things that come with it. But you've maybe played the game forty times over, and you're not exactly. really you're not you know, chances are you might even might not even unpack it. But exactly. uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you're totally right. If there was a European distribution for that, they, they would certainly would make uh, make their money over ten times. I I totally agree. Of course, they would. Yeah, they're yeah. missing trick. I'm totally sending them a tweet after this podcast. I'm sending them a tweet. Not that they care, but it's going to be a gentle nudge to say, "Hey, <laughs> please come over here. Just have a small warehouse, mm-hmm. a few staff, and get your stuff sent out from here." That's it. We will. We we. I will support that, Gemma. You know, because we are revolutionaries here. You know, we've talked about the war, mm-hmm. you know, the, the big war, the sixteen bit war, and we're pushing now for for limited run to get their finger out and get a a, a European dispatch. Out. We need that's what we need. We're we're fighting it's a good fight here, Gemma. Because yes. I'll, I'll be honest with you, that's what puts me off buying from it. It's like I can't. Yeah. Be, I'm like I want everything yesterday. You know, I've uh, recently pre-ordered the the Callisto project, which looks like a dead space type. Nice. So. But that's not until October. But that's still too far away for me. You know what I mean? I, I want. I want to give it to me now. You know, don't. don't oh, it's now. <laughs> give me something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give me something. So, um, yeah, that's what puts me off. It's such a long, such a long wait. You know, have you ever got a limited run game in the post and went, Jesus, I forgot I ordered that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think it was Streets of Rage Four actually. Um, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And it's still sealed upstairs. So yeah. <coughs> excuse me. But it's it's the production as well, isn't it? They they take so long to produce these yeah. items. And I'm thinking, what is the hold up? Are you like, what is the actual process? And apparently, because I, I messaged them, and they say that different parts of the package that you order are made in different parts of the world. So you might have something made in China, then Taiwan, and then whatever. You know, I'm just pulling those countries out of thin air. But I was like, wow, is that the length we're going to to cut down costs? I get it. It makes business sense. But from a consumer model, mm, no, (laughs) not me. Uh, That's mad when we think about these guys and, you know, somewhere in Leeds or somewhere making counterfeit video games you know how can you know how, I mean? how can they get yeah. get it out faster than an actual comp that doesn't make any sense Gemma we have to we have to sit down and we have to come up with a, a strategy plan for these we guys we should start a company and we should just take over we should actually that's actually a good idea and I think we've just come up with a business model and everything haven't we we have we just have to come up with a catchy name now so hmm. we'll think about that as as the podcast yes. goes along because i'm sure that there'll, there'll be something the rgb lady loft no the lady rgb no have no lady hmm. no, we'll what have to they, be. maybe the listeners could come up with something yes so the three listeners from taiwan that are listening and i apologize if gebs has offended you <laughs> Picking your no country intention. out of out of uh, out of thin air as some one of the distributors of these uh, of these uh, exclusive uh, items that are packaged for Streets of Rage. The three listeners that are listening from the Philippines, wherever you're from, if you have a name for our company, we'll uh, we'll gladly uh, we'll gladly Perfect. we'll gladly Perfect. accept it, and the winner will get a um, welcome message from me. Yes, and you, you, you know because. Gemma's too important and she's too busy. No, I'm not important. I'll send you a tweet. Just send you a blank tweet. How's that? A bonus tweet. (laughs) So here's a question for you then. Just say we owned the company, right, Gemma? And we we own the company. We're sitting now and we're sitting on the board and we've got our three 
Taiwan people that are, are there, they're, they're working for us or whatever. And we're, we're having the board meeting now and we're having the focus group and we're mind mapping, we're brainstorming. What is the first game that you would like to release as a limited run? A serious question though, if you had access to limited run and they said, right Gemma, what game would you love us to release? What game would that be? It would never happen because Nintendo wouldn't allow it, but I would release Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Oh. It would have all kinds of like, I don't know, the whole packaging would be in the shape of a cart. Yeah. And there'd be all of the characters, eight different characters, so eight different package variants. Um, so, you know, you might open your Yoshi and there'd be a plushie. There'd be there'd be just all kinds of mad stuff going on in that, that package. It'd be amazing. There'd be holographic yeah. stuff. It would be the best thing you've ever set your eyes on. I know it. Oh, that sounds good. You haven't, you, like, you have never thought of this clearly. No, literally haven't. No, it's just <laughs> flew, flew into my head. <laughs> you know, this is this is this is like I love the way we work, Gem. I see the how we can come up with these. Listen, you know, it's like, happening, mate. It's like it's that. Happening. It's like that intro at the start. You know, just bang, top of my head. This is you know, and it's like Boom. you know, you're coming up with these ideas for Mario Kart. Listen, that's a you know, and if it doesn't work, we can counterfeit it. We can we can do this. We can, I've got yes. a garage and I've got a color yep. printer. And I've got some ink left, so we could at least get a, a Yoshi and a Wario made. Right, and I'll bring the felt tip pens. Bring the pens, and we'll listen. Yes. Jesus, why do we not think about this? Wow. Before? You know, this is this is oh, who God. needs a who needs a YouTube channel and a podcast? We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Gemma, if I was to ask you for some solid tips on retro game collecting, what advice would you bestow to me? What advice would I bestow to you? I would go with games. I, I would start my collection with games that you're most familiar with because you're going to pay. Even sometimes you'll pay over the odds, you know, don't yeah. get it kind of eliminates you being picky. You'll just go, you'll buy it because that's what you want. So I'd make a list of maybe 10 games that you, you know, your hot, your hot list, your hot 10. And I would just start right there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you build your consoles around that. So if, obviously, if you know, if your top 10 games are SNES, you're going to need a SNES console. Yeah. Um, and that branches out. So you've got your peripherals then, you know, you'll migrate to maybe the Super Scope or the mm-hmm. Super game boy which is the you know you can play your game boy games on your snes but if you just want like you know just a bit of a thrill charity shop hunting is is always a bit of a kick especially when you drop on you know like a game boy advance bundle or yeah some gamecube games or something that's obscure it's always about the thrill of the chase so keep an open mind keep an open heart and i would go and start collecting games that you are the most familiar with and then from there You'll say you'll ask yourself what's next, and just 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 go with the flow. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to my brain. I just go with it. Yeah. So I've asked this question to, to a couple of people, and it seems, and we've kind of well, you've kind of mentioned already about whenever you went to the car, but ten years ago, you could pick it up, pick up these things relatively cheap compared to to yeah. now. You know, is is this a bad time, Gemma, to start collecting? You know, do we really need to get into the DeLorean and go back to 10 years ago, really, if we wanted to get the real good bargains and find more, like, lucrative games and charity shops and boot sales? Can, can, is, is it more like finding a needle in the haystack now, or is it still as common to find, I don't know, maybe a Silent Hill 2 lying in a car boot sale? 
It's definitely a needle in a haystack. It's 100%. And you you spot on about the DeLorean. Mm -hmm. Take us back. Take us back now. Because, you know, okay, charity shops, they are great when you drop on and I've dropped on and we we, we all have. But it was it was retro events that sent that they put a tweet out and, a, and an Instagram picture and they said, "How much would you pay for this?" And it was a picture of Tomby on the PS One, okay. quite quite a rare and very expensive game. And it was they were in a charity shop and it was priced at eighty quid. Now eighty quid in a charity shop for a PS One game, you think what the fuck? Yeah. But really, eighty quid for Tomby was a bargain. And. Mm absolute bargain so i think you've got to weigh up your expectations what are you yeah. expecting you're expecting to go in there and find tommy for two pound think again um but if you're expecting to go in there and be willing to pay 80 quid which is a bargain then mm. go for it yeah absolutely so is there a chance then Gemma, the the charity shops are are, the, are do you think some of them are wise to how much these games are actually worth yes I 100% when I've gone in and me and Jess and Sarah, we, we've, we've gone in a few and mm-hmm. you know, there's the, there's the, there's the beautiful glass cabinets where they tend to keep all the nice games, you know, you know, yeah. if something's behind glass, it's going to cost you a bit. Yeah. So we, we saw this mega drive bundle once there was a Castlevania game and da, 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 da. So the whole bundle, it was over 200 quid. So I said to the lady, I said, excuse me, you know, have you got any more games? And, um, she said, oh, they're all in that glass cabinet, love. I said, well, there's no prices on how much are they? And she said, well, if it were up to me, then it'd be a tenner. And I'm like dying inside, like, holy shit. She, then she said, but let me get whatever his name was. We'll call him John. Let me get yeah. John. So she summons John over and John comes strutting over with all of his <laughs> masculinity and, you know, flexing his, oh, his, flexing in his Nirvana t-shirt. And he's like, yeah, I know what these are worth. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is 70 quid. This, And I was like, all right, mate, fair enough. You know what they're worth, but there's no need to be a dick about it. Yeah. Now, you always find what I, what I, you always find a John character in charity shops. Mm-hmm. Every time I go in now, I always say, have you got any games? No, they're all out. And I did see, what did I see the other week? It was Silent Hill Shattered Memories on the Wii. Oh, yeah, and it was once. the same price. Yeah, on the PS2 it cost a fortune, but yeah. on the Wii it's more accessible. And it was, what was it? Was it? I don't know if it's thirty-five quid or something like that. Which, not bad, but you think this that part of me that's like this is, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. You know how I feel yeah. about this. You, you can't really drop on. I do think on the on the whole, um, you know, the thrill of the chase of charity shops is very rare. Yeah, and but it's remarkable when it happens. In that instance, John John knew what it was worth, and John mm. put it up if I've good. So yeah, um, yeah, you know what? I I still have a problem with that because at least if you buy Shattered Memories on the Wii and CX, you get a warranty. You can yes. take it back if it doesn't work. You know. Essentially, the charity shop got that stuff for free. Yeah. CX had to pay someone. Listen, I'll buy this off you for thirty quid. I will sell for seventy. Whatever it is. Yeah. The charity shop gets it in a bag, and they and then you've got John, like you says, Nirvana John, yes. flexing and strutting the stuff. You know, yeah. the, the disco music <laughs> up and down the shop, and he opens up the he opens up the the little bag and he looks in and he sees shattered memories of Silent Hill and he finds something else, and John's wise to it. Mm. And John now knows this is worth. But 
you know, the clientele that come into a charity shop, you no, know, apart from like the hunters and the scavengers and the people that yeah. are, you know, people aren't going on the charity shop to spend 35 quid. No. You know, they've got maybe a couple of pounds on um, them to buy something yeah. like a book or something. They're not going on to spend 35 pounds. No, you, you, you're spot on. And, and, and I understand. I just want to kind of put this out there before we get slammed. You know, I know, I know it's for charity. Yeah. But again, there's that cynical part of me that says, well, how much of that £35 will actually go to a charitable cause? And how much will it not go to a charitable cause? I don't know, but yeah. I do kind of run those questions through my head. Um, but, you know, well, I didn't buy it anyway. Needless to say, I didn't actually buy yeah. it, but it does kind of take away a little bit of the magic. It does take away a little bit, you know, and I know that's my ego talking, you know, I want to have a magical retro game hunt and yeah. spend £5 and come home with Conker's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> but that's not really going to happen, is it? Because it's it's not 2001 anymore. Yeah. That's, you know. that's an expectation versus reality. But no, listen, I, I agree with you. And if you if you are listening, we're not, I'm not, not slamming on the do with Gemma. I'm not slamming the charity shop. The way I look at it is, is that people are they're donating stuff for them to sell to give the charity. Yeah, and sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes you know the people in the shop do take the hand a little bit. Mm. And um, you know, I know they're trying to make as much money as they possibly can. But you know, end of the day, the, the clientele that go in the charity shop, you know, aren't going to spend thirty five pound the game. Especially like I said, when you can go and buy it in CX and get a warranty, and you can return it if it's faulty. You know, the charity shop will probably I don't know if they return it or not but that's a different conversation yeah but yeah. anyway let's move on to twitch okay? okay so let's move on to twitch is your journey on twitch and you have played some amazing games you've played stray you've played madison recently Yep. And, you know, is this your way to kind of differentiate between retro and contemporary gaming? Do you do you tend to leave the retro at the door when you're on Twitch? Is it just for the modern games or or is it it just depends on what you how you're feeling, what you'll play? Sometimes it's it's I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I think with with I think for any streamer and I again I, I said this before to to the the previous interview I'm not I'm not a big streamer I you know it's it's a weird one because you have to balance what you want to play versus what the audience yeah. what brings in the audience but I've got to sit there for three hours and make sure that I'm comfortable and look after my own health and you know because I have just kind of come come out out of a full time job finish work get yeah. straight on stream so I need to be comfortable for three hours so for me. Playing a Super Nintendo game for three hours on a stream isn't as relaxing yeah. as, say, playing Fortnite, which is the yeah. polar opposite because we often associate Fortnite with little kids and it's immature and it's shit and it's da 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 But I actually really like it. It is a part of me that, and my audience like it as well. We've had some really good team games and I stream with followers yeah. and we've had some phenomenal moments on that game. Mm-hmm. And I just find that that gets my adrenaline pumping. That makes me want to sit there for three hours, four hours, five hours. Um, but me replaying Mario Kart on a stream for the nine millionth time, oh God, my attention span, it's just its just not there. So I just want something that pretty much anaesthetizes me, if I can get my words out. Yeah. Um, a stream is like anesthetic to me. I like to be numb when I stream. Yeah. So that means I don't think, I don't, 
look at the news. I don't look at anything. I'm just numb and in this false reality of a game, whether yeah. it's Fortnite or Days Gone or whatever it is. Yeah, that's, that's that's fair enough, and you know you're totally right because some even like playing games at home, some of them are like a chore. Sorry, my dog's gonna bark. I do no, you're, you're, no, you're okay. We're, we, the dog's included. It's an inclusive podcast. <laughs> it's fine. We've had I've had kids come on. Oh, I've had oh, everybody there she come goes. on. That's Molly. Everybody, sorry, Molly. You are absolutely welcome on the podcast. Welcome, Molly. We have a third guest. That's it, and she's probably making more sense than what I am. <laughs> No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> <Bless you. laughs> so, um, Gemma, so, you know, the, the streaming thing then, you know, it's uh, you, you said, you know, at the top of the show, you said, why am I interested in that? That seems to be the smallest part. Is it something you could see yourself doing full-time, like being a full-time content creator on Twitch? I think between YouTube and Twitch, definitely. Yep, yeah, absolutely. But I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously that, that, that is the goal and just to keep creating content on YouTube, getting more videos out, putting those, that content in different areas of the internet. I always encourage people to share videos onto yeah. Twitter. It's free and it's a huge help in taking that step forward into going full time and carrying that, what I think is passion forward. So I'd like to think so, but you know, if you dwell on that too much, it takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Um, and I do, you know, I've got a full-time job that I have to focus on as well. Yeah. So what, what, what will be, will be, you know, I'm part-time. Yeah. It's been part-time like for four or five years now. I think it's about four years. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like a tax paying, do your tax returns on your income and all that shit. Yes. Um, so it's been like that now for, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So then, you know, Coming back then to your circumnavigate background, your YouTube channel, like sixty thousand subscribers, Gemma, that is that that's nuts. How how does that feel? Um I, it just feels I don't know really. I don't really think about it. I don't honestly don't think about it. I think I think I could do better. I'm always like, you know, you, you 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 might be the same yourself. You might not, but you you your own worst critic. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I think for me personally, it's not a big en- enough achievement for me to feel satisfied. Not that's not about greed. It's not about my audience. It's about I don't know. It's just it's your own goal set, and you're setting yeah. your own goals. You want to hit targets. A certain I'm I'm the same too. You know, I'm I'm yeah. sitting with 143 subs, and part of me's going, yeah. part of me's going, Jesus, come on! And you know, you've spoken to some of the some amazing people here on on yeah. in, in the retro gaming world and the video game. What's going on? But you know, it's one of those things that it takes time. Don't get me wrong, it takes time. Yeah. But you're right. We're, we are our own worst critics, and you know, as, listen, Gemma, you like you're over halfway to that silver play button. Yeah, I'd really like that. I'd feel so content with that. I've I've got a space reserved on the wall. I'd feel so happy with that. I really would. It mean the world to me. It really would. Yeah, well, your channel deserves it, and you deserve it because you put out some Thanks, amazing, uh, amazing content. And um, like I said before, between that and and Twitch, we really are are spoiled for choice when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, retro gaming and contemporary gaming. So yeah. then on Twitch, then what's coming up? Have we got any? Have you? Can you let us into some of the games that you're potentially going to be playing? 
honestly, at the minute, there's absolutely like no plans. I feel like there's been a bit of a drought at yeah. the minute and I'm just kind of like going in blind. But what I'm looking forward to, it, this is a weird one again. This is the kind of like... But I, I'm looking forward to the, the new Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare 2 yeah. remastered online. So the campaign's already out, remastered. Yes. But that game was pinnacle for me back in the day. And Jess is looking forward to it so I can stream with her again. Yes. My audience keeps saying, oh, I miss Call of Duty days. I miss COD. Because that was a game that elevated. Because I used to stream on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we used to get like decent sized audience in. And then I moved to Twitch and COD fizzled out. But people don't talk about it. They miss it. So yeah. that's that in a few months. The beta's out this, I think this weekend, actually, the beta is. Yeah. So there's some good there's some good stuff coming out. Um, you've men- mentioned Callisto Protocol. There's some some bangers coming. Um, but it, right now, at this very moment in time, I, I do feel a little bit, a little bit like, oh, shit. I'm literally sat there five minutes before I go live. And I'm like, what do I play? I don't even know. I don't even know. I know. I'll put Fortnite on, whatever. Yeah. So it can sometimes be like that. that, that that's it. And I, I sort of, I kind of forgot what I was going to say to you. But I, I remember, it's come back to me now. It's it was the it was when you're talking about when you're talking about um, Fortnite. It's a game you don't have to you don't have to think about because you know like yes. you said about Mario Kart. Sometimes even just at home playing a video game can be a chore. You know, yeah. be like, oh, I don't know if I can be bored to go through this. No, I I'm the same as you, but instead of Fortnite, it's FIFA. It's FIFA 22. Oh, wow. Soon to be nice. FIFA 23. You know, nice. and, I, and I have promised myself this year I will not spend any money on any microtransactions right back. okay because Gemma you see not last year but the year before easily five or six hundred quid I spent in packs it's ridiculous wow I could have bought the game over so yeah. many, you know what I mean I could have bought that game or a PlayStation 5 but did you 5. enjoy it did you know you what ha- I, I did there was moments of rage there was moments of of uh, triumph there was moments of Ian you're, you're almost 40 what are you doing you know there's there's all that yeah. but yeah. you know what yeah. I've been playing FIFA since it came out in 1994 Four for the Mega Drive is that right? Yeah, that's FIFA right, International yeah. Soccer. I, and you know what? Even getting that game back in the day was almost near impossible. You, that was one of the first games that came out, one of the first sporting games that came out that you couldn't get your hands on for loving their money. They were yeah. always temporarily out. I remember the Woolworths. Do you remember Woolworths? That shot I Woolworths. do, and I love it. Yeah, yes. when you used to go into Woolworths, they had a section for the video games, but they would always have the sticker attached to it, which always say temporarily unavailable. And no. that went on for months and months and months. And long and behold, Santa, Santa brought it to me. I was lucky. <laughs> I was a good boy that year. I got it. But uh, I've, I've been playing them. I don't own them all. No, I used to have them all. But mm. that that for me is my, listen, I'm going to play this for 10, 15, well, 10, 15 minutes turns into three hours. But it's one of those <laughs> things where I th- I, there's no thought process. I can, I can be a manager for a little while or I can play against some random guy in Sweden on Ultimate Team, whatever it is, and I don't have to think about it. Whereas Resident Evil Village, it's like, you know, I need to psych myself up. I need to get a Red yes. Bull in me before, you know. And yeah. I, like, I enjoy it and love playing it. I love all, I do love all the Resident Evil games. But it's not just, I play this for 10 minutes and I'll put it down. This is, this is, this is a commitment where FIFA mm. and Fortnite and, you know, those types of things aren't. Mario Golf, you know they're not a they're no, not a they're not a commitment. It's immediate gratification with things like that, isn't it? Like yeah. I said, FIFA, you can have a ten minute game, you know, and you the result is the result at the end of the game. You know where you stand, sort of thing. Yeah. 
yeah totally understand that yeah and that's that's yeah that's interesting oh don't get me wrong i've like shouted obscenities at the television you know i'm probably playing a 12 year old you know and i'm <laughs> just got my ass whooped seven dollars or something but uh, that's all part of it's all part of the process isn't it yes, fun. you know it's all part of the fun but the 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 twitch streams are are great and i just have to have to ask you just real quick about madison what did you what do you think of madison um, not as good as I was expecting, actually. Very, very I long, wasn't it? Struggled. Yeah, I'd, I haven't even completed it, but mm. I thought the graphics and the textures were so bad in areas that yeah. I was like, is that a door, a window, or am I just tripping? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? I'll tell you a game we should play, though. I don't know if you've played it, but it's called Phobia. Phobia. Yes, I haven't played it, but I have oh seen God. it. It looks amazing completed it on stream and wow everybody was so into it and mm-hmm. i was hooked if you're into your kind of i would say kind of silent hilly silent hill 2 i yeah. would say for me it was there was a little niggle of that um but yeah i would highly recommend phobia thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it yeah it looks it looks uh, it looks unbelievable tell me Gemma, have you played the mortuary assistant yet no is it good it is so good i tell you how good it it is Gemma. i have now spoken to three or two out of the three most important people from that game no way the episodes are coming up i spoke to adam bennett who plays raymond delver the mortician the guy that owns the mortuary no way i have spoken to melissa medina who plays rebecca owens wow and hopefully in the next three weeks i will be speaking to brian clark the maker and developer of the mortuary assistant get in is it is it i'm just looking online is it just on steam it's just on steam but i'll tell you oh. i'll tell you a secret but don't tell anybody gone it's coming out for console yes when i'm not too sure but guess what else well they're turning they're turning it into a film shit that's amazing <laughs> that's unbelievable so that's from this will come out after the adam bennett episode but adam was able to tell me there Get were there, there are some things they have these guys all had like have to sign non-disclosures or things they can and can't talk about and um it was announced i think the day i i spoke to Adam, remember i, I told you to start a show at the step they half one in the morning the interview adam is from colorado yes, that's it, yeah. i was saying i can talk about this they're making a movie and it's coming out for console. And then you know what else we talked about too, Gemma? You'll love this. This is exactly what we were talking about tonight. If they bring it out like a limited run game, yes. things that you could get with it. Do you mean if we bring it out as a limited run game? If we bring it out as a limited right. run I was, I was when we <laughs> Yeah, I was saying, you know, when you play it, you can get, you know, there's, there's loads of little exorcism trinkets we could put in the box. There we go. See this? Oh my God. The business is expanding minute by minute here. The mortuary assistant expect it, guys. You've heard it here. Heard it here. So get on that, Gemma. You will enjoy that. You will will enjoy that game. It's an amazing game and it is scary as hell. And the beauty of that game is is that whatever way Brian has created it or whatever this... uh, this this system is like I'm I'm not I don't know anything about developing video games as you can probably tell by the way I'm muttering away through here. Not at all. It's, no, uh, no. <laughs> it's yeah. random. It's never that you don't get the same scares. It's random each time. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's I'm excited it, though. I will play it. I it, love a good horror. That is good. And you know what? You know what you could do? I'm gonna just pitch this to you now. Halloween's um, around the corner. That could be your Halloween oh stream. Oh my god. The mortuary assistant. Yes. 
you know. I'm definitely going to look into this game in more depth. Hundred percent. It's going. I'm sold. I'm sold. It's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a biggie. So, I have to ask another question then, Gemma. Yeah. When you're on the retro game and revival stream, is it true that Ollie was actually dogging? Yes, Ollie was dogging. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where that came from, actually. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from, but it, it's just kind of stuck. Um, it, yeah, I mean, they're a great bunch of guys, aren't they? They really they are. are. So, um, salt of the earth, but, you know, yeah. Ollie comes across squeaky clean. But, you know, he was in that car, had the seatbelt, and he had the seatbelt on, as far as I'm yeah. aware. So he was, you know... He's, he was dodgy. Yeah, it was dodgy, it was, and then and then it, and then it, it got dodgy. dark, and he had to put his little light on in the middle. And then you're just yeah. asking for trouble when you're a parked car with a little light, and there's a grown man in the front seat. I'm sorry, Ollie, but yeah, we know what you were doing, mate. Yeah. So so actually, Dobbs asked me to ask that question. So yeah. it's confirmed here. Ollie was indeed dogging and wheels the night of the live stream with the Gibbs 24 yep. so yep. yep so it's confirmed that's it now so we are we're like we, we we're making games we're spreading news or maybe lies either way it's the same thing you know we we were on we're actually on to like a media a media production company here games that's news right. Rupert Murdoch, move over. I'm telling you. Yeah, get over, move over. There's there's, there's some new uh, some new uh, dudes and dudettes in town. Yeah, I'm telling you, we are we are kicking ass with these ideas, Gemma. So here's a question then: Your lady loft is on fire, and you can only yes. ha- and you only have time to grab one item before impending doom. What do you grab? Now, family and dogs and partners are outside; they're fine. You can only grab one thing from the loft. Oh, from the loft, not mm. the lounge. No, lady loft. Lady loft. Um, um, um. Oh my god. I would grab my. Oh my god, that's so tough. I can't even think. There's all the special editions up there. I would probably grab my collector's edition of The Last of Us Two. Oh, okay, nice. Which is stunning right talk talk us through that then Gemma. why why well, that i'll talk you through it i tell you what i'll do you one better right i'll yes. do you one better thursday's youtube episode we're gonna unpick that bad boy oh. we're gonna open it from factory sealed we're gonna dive into everything in there and i'm gonna add some bonuses for you we're gonna do the ellie and joel edition unboxing on the ps3 so it's oh. like a mammoth mouth-watering no clickers were harmed in the making of this episode <laughs> episode <laughs> It's going to be a monster, I can guarantee. Oh, it. that sounds that sounds great! Oh, I can't it, wait for that it one. Is great. I, even I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, actually, I'm looking forward to editing tomorrow night, and I'm not joking. I really am. It must be good if you're looking forward to editing. Yes, I know, and that's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's it's the bane of my life because oh, uh, right. in my in my real life job, I have to edit so much stuff. And yeah, um, uh, I think that's why I kind of decided to go down the podcast route because it's a bit like the lazy man's YouTube. You know, I just put a graphic up and just you can <laughs> listen to the somber tones of my voice. So <laughs> my soothing voice. It, is, it, could, it might, might put you to sleep. I hope it doesn't put you to sleep. But you no, know, it, not it, at it, all. It, it, it's just might, relaxing. Uh, might, uh, that's it. I'll, I'll accept relaxing. I'll accept relaxing. Yes. So. <laughs> Gemma, before we conclude this section, okay, because I've yep. a, a special section for you coming up. 
tell me, what does video gaming mean to you? Everything, which is a bit of a cop out, so I will break that down. Yeah. It is a mental health, um, it's mental health medicine. It is a way to yeah. pause time. It is a way to connect with friends. It is a way to make new friends. It is, it's just everything. It's, it's like a DNA. It's a thread. It's, it's, it's just fucking beautiful. Yeah. It is. It is. And I think, you know, without digressing too much and going back to, you know, slagging off the new generation of gamer, you know, I just think if you're born in our era, that's something, and if you're if you were in the games, it's something you can never really get away from because it's just you know, we we like we were in such a beautiful time of gaming, and yeah. we've seen so <laughs> much innovation and so much creativity from Master System, the Se- the Mega Drive, the Super and NES, GameCube, sixty four, PlayStation, Xbox, PlayStation Two, you name it. We've been through it all, you know. We really have, and uh, and it's it's. It's just, it's just an, it's, it was an amazing time to be alive, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I just love being this age and still having such a, like yourself, such a, a passion and love, and uh, everything you said about gaming is is spot mm-hmm. on. It is, it yeah. is exactly all that and more. Yeah, you know? truly. So what, a, what an answer. So listen, Jim, I'm going to play a jingle, and then when we come back, you're going to take a seat at the table. Uh. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the RGB Gaming Podcast. I am joined by the Gebs24, the amazing Gemma. So if you have been scrubbing through, why go back to the start and listen to the podcast because this has been an amazing interview and uh, Gemma has so many amazing things to talk about. So Gemma, you see this section of the podcast. This is this is my favorite podcast, or my favorite, not my favorite podcast. That's a, that's a little bit you know <laughs> egotistic there. My favorite part of the podcast is called a seat at the table. Excellent. Like, can you hear the soothing music? I can. I can just hear it. Yes, it's beautiful. I'll, I'll ramp it up a little bit. Okay. So, Gemma, in this section, I ask all my amazing guests to invite three people or three entities from the video gaming world to a very special dinner party. You can pick video gaming characters, developers or people that you have met from the gaming industry or the YouTube or Twitch scene as well. The Twitch and YouTube community. You have three seats at this table. Who are you going to invite? So can I have, did you say video game characters as well? Characters, developers, you name it, you can have them. Dead or alive, doesn't matter. Dead or alive, wow. Okay, I would have immediately Laura Croft. Nice. I would have a greasy, sweaty xenomorph. (laughs) I would like to be seated at a table with a xenomorph with all of the slime dripping off its shiny, bald head. And uh, then I I would have Crash Bandicoot as well. Random, 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 but that that's they were my immediate three. As you were talking through this, I was like, right, Laura Croft, Xenomorph, Crash Bandicoot. 
such a random thing, but that, that that's that's my three. That is that is quite impressive because usually this section is made up of um um uh um and I, I don't know I can't think um um who else can I invite unbelievable Jamie you you've broke the record of the three guests at the dinner table and when you were talking about a slabbery wet moist alien I of course thought you may have been talking about Goldtooth but you know it's that's that's not that wasn't the case it was a xenomorph <laughs> we do love a bit of Goldtooth don't we we do we love it we love a bit of Goldtooth so Gemma then before we wrap up what a table! What a table of guests! And, and you're all invited. We're all invited. I have to ask, Gemma, where, where are they going after? Where, where, where are we going to Tiger Tiger Willerspoons? What are we doing? We we are going to go back to the Lady Lounge and we're going to enjoy a game of Simpsons Monopoly. Oh wow! That that's where we're at. I just feel sorry if for the person that beats the Xenomorph or passes him off during Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> there's just crash bandicoots fur everywhere <laughs> and know, uh, Lara Croft with the pistols that's oh, it yeah. and having lady loft and goldtooth in the same sentence isn't isn't a good thing either so you know <laughs> it's, it's only for the three guests goldie yes. if you are listening sorry goldie mate <laughs> so Gemma, before we go then what's happening what's coming up on the channel you've given us a little glimpse of the the last of us what can we expect to see in the future and where can we find you on socials so in the future you can expect what well, well consistency is is my thing so yeah. every monday and every thursday you get some gorgeous ep- episodes whether you're into the amiga super nintendo and just anything to do with video games Come and have a look. I'm going to be finalising the um, the decoration, the decorating of the lady uh, loft, I think, and the lounge. So there'll be tours of both coming up. Lovely. The final finished ooh la la um, tours that's coming. Um, just just kind of more. We're, we're going to Wales like in a couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. you know maybe a couple of retro game shops over in good old Wales. And nice. uh, yeah, just. A f- flipping great time and you can uh, just type in the gebs 24 t-h-e g-e-b-s a two four awesome absolutely awesome so listen guys that is the end of the podcast i want to thank Gemma for being an absolute amazing guest and don't forget to check her out on youtube and twitch and all the socials and don't forget to subscribe to rgb gaming podcast and i will see you in the next episode